Dave from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. And I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. Hi, co-host Darren Patterson. Hey, co-host John Trumbull. What, what, how goes it? Oh, you know, just just peachy keen. I mean, my life, uh, it's, uh, I'm like the point in the John Cusack movie where he's like standing in the rain. That's where I'm at right oh, now, boy. emotionally, as a person. How about oh. you, my friend? Uh, I'm not in the rain. I'm, it's, it's nice and dry where I'm at. It's uh, I'm, Yay! I'm doing okay. Dude. Oh, dear. Oh, you're, now I feel like I need... indoors. <laughs> I am indoors while you stand out in the rain. I should let you in, but uh, I don't know. But I don't know. Anyway, so, yeah. But, you know, other than that, yeah, yeah Peachy King. Yeah, it, it'll be, hey, man, it's always darkest before the dawn. And all those other things that people say to lift up your spirits when and they don't know like, what to say. I feel like I did something now. Yay. <laughs> I helped. I gave them some <laughs> advice I read from a fortune cookie. I, I gave th- a big platitude. Yes. <laughs> I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. <laughs> yes. Yes. But uh, hey, we're back. We've got a new episode of SNL to talk about this week. And we just decided... Uh, Hey, let's talk about season forty-eight, episode two, with Brendan Gleeson hosting, Willow musical guesting. Uh, this is the episode from October eighth, twenty twenty-two. In case you're listening to this at some time in the future, yes, in the year three thousand. Oh God! <laughs> wow. Okay. I thought it, I used to be able to do it. I swear to you, but my All right. no, I uh, believe you. You know, t- a father time is not kind to a. Uh, to my pipes yeah t- tough to hit those high notes i, I get it i get it oh boy. get it okay so yeah uh, yeah uh brendan gleason very interesting choice for a host off the wall choice for a host i'm still not entirely clear why he was hosting he has a new project coming up uh, yes banshee thing yes uh, the the banshees of Innis sharon i believe it's right. uh the second film he's done with uh, Colin Farrell. Right. And it's the same writer as uh, uh, In Bruges, right? Yes. Yeah. Who he's also been in. Uh... Martin McDonough. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very Irish lad, uh, Mr. Very Brendan Irish. Extremely Irish. And, uh, but I enjoyed that. That was cool. Yes. Aaron Gobra. Yeah. That, that was cool. So. Uh, yeah. 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 I yeah. kind of want to ask your overall thoughts about the episode, but I guess we will kind of gradually discover that as we go. We, I, I can I can give you a, a bit of a spoiler teaser. All right, want. all right. I I'll, I will say right off the bat, I thought this was a big step up from last week. Agreed. Better than last week. Definitely. I mean, not a high bar to clear, but <laughs> definite improvement over last week's show. I feel like they they got their groove back a little bit. The bar was on the ground. This one was above ground. <laughs> it was above ground. You had to like leave ground to clear this this bar. Yeah, so it was like a pool in uh in the Midwest. It's above ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So nice going, SNL. You did it. Yay. Yay. You cleared the low bar. You cleared the low bar. You got two podcasters on your side, back on your side. So Thumbs so that, up. That was nice to say. Yeah, nice absolutely. Say. All right. Uh, yeah. So, hey, let's do it. Let's get into the this episode and uh, chit and chat all about it. 
All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, we start out with a cold open, as you know, SNL often does. Uh, this was called "So You Think You Won't Snap" and uh, totally uh, un unpaved territory for SNL. It's a game show cold open. Whoa. <laughs> I feel like they're just taunting us at this point. I think so. <laughs> I'm like, do we need to stage an intervention for SNL? Because I feel like they officially have a problem now. I think at this point, yeah. Like, again, like last week, they did this whole meta called open where they yeah. were pointing out the flaws that, you know, podcasters like us have been and fans have been talking about with their cold opens, how they're so formulaic. And so, again, I foolishly thought that meant, oh, they're aware of their problems and they're aware of the the traps that they fall into so now this is a new season they're not gonna repeat though we won't get fooled again they're not gonna repeat those same mistakes so, this season la- just to review last week we had uh, a cold open you you liked it a little more than i did as i recall and then their first show uh, their first sketch out of the gate was a game show sketch and then this one they combine those two and they do a game show cold open I was like, oh. okay all right you're, you're, I mean, you're, you're asking a lot, SNL. You're, you're asking a lot. I mean, and look, a lot of the game show sketches are pretty good, and I see why you do it because it gives you an instant structure and all that. And yeah, maybe they have like a high success rate. Maybe they, which I guess they kind of do. But you want to see a few shows go by before they go running back to the game show sketch once again. You know? Yeah, space it out space it out just do just do like keep it to like five or six game show sketches this season yeah and then like you know after a few you know after like a game show or two you take a little break yeah and then you have another one it's like as a treat to yourself you know Lean yourself a little bit yeah treat it like that ben and jerry's that pint of ben and jerry's that you pick up yeah it'll be treat yourself but don't make it a normal thing or else you'll get uh bloated and gassy and uh you know, then, then you have the, the runs. Exactly. What, what Ben and Jerry's gives you the runs? It does. Uh, wow. Okay. So uh, so you think you won't snap. Let's talk about that. All right. All right. So you think you won't snap. Uh, we have Bowen as the host. He's he's Morgan Free Girl. Getting a little gag in there. A little funny name action. <laughs> Free Girl. I see what you did there. And he's he's got uh, four people on there, and it's just uh, we're gonna tell you about insane news stories, and we'll see how insane you get. And we got Heidi and Chloe and uh, Keenan and one of the new cast members, Devin Walker. Right, and uh, yeah, I mean this. I mean the premise is super simple here. Like it's literally simple, almost to the point of being vague. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because it's, it's another one of the cold opens. Like we're gonna we're gonna mention as many news stories as we possibly can. Yay! Yeah, and it's like and then yeah. So basically, Bowen's the host. Heidi comes up and he just literally just reads what's going on in the news today about <laughs> our the issues with the the Ukraine, how close we are to a nuclear Armageddon. Right. And uh, you know, he just keeps reading it until Heidi basically Freak. snaps and has to have a drink of wine. Yeah, and and she's been sober for like fifteen years. She says, and then yes, she yeah, she snaps and she she falls off the wagon, and she's like, "Mama missed you." Right. Um, I, with with Chloe, she's playing a character named Kayla, and they bring Sarah Sherman on as a Frontier Airlines flight attendant because apparently it's they they've gotten slapped a lot. 
I th- I I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I had, I mean, I have heard either. I I guess I'm not keeping up with my viral videos enough, which is fine. But yeah, okay. I mean, I had heard like in generalities, uh, you know, airline workers are getting a a lot of flack because I don't know, just because airlines are aren't running as well as they used to, so a lot of uh, People... customers are getting very irate. I mean, people are freaking out on airplanes more still. I mean, it's it's much more of a high-stress situation in a post-pandemic world. I think most airlines have lifted their restrictions, though. I don't know. I haven't flown since before the pandemic, so I don't know what it's like out there and how insane it is. Um but I thought that was that was neat that they brought on Sarah and they were like, "Hey, you can you can slap her and assault her and it's okay." Context <laughs> of a game show. That sounds really wrong when I put it that way. Yeah, I, you really need to walk that back a bit and rephrase yeah. it. Uh, it's in a comedy sketch, so it's totally okay. She yes. wasn't really uh, slapped and assaulted. She I'm likes just, it. I'm whoa! Oh, who said uh, that? Talking about walking things back, my friend. Who said that? Uh, that that wasn't me. That's, so we we've been hacked. Uh, Darren coming in hot. <laughs> uh, I keyed. I keyed. Uh, um, uh, Keenan is the third contestant. Dale. Uh, he's he sweeps a table as soon as Elon Musk's name is even mentioned. I thought that was cute. Yeah, I, I thought it was a little weird because like, didn't they just have Elon Musk on last season and now they're. They did, they did, but I mean, it's it's the thing they did with uh, the former guy too, where it's like we we have him on the show and uh, host the show and thereby sort of endorse and normalize him, and then we're just going to bash him every week thereafter and sort of, hmm. yeah, you know, maybe maybe just not have him on at all. Maybe how about that? Maybe maybe n- don't normalize horrible people like this. So it's 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 a wild, crazy notion, but it's just crazy enough to work. Anyway, I, I I'm saying I like the the gag of him freaking out as soon as Elon Musk's name was even mentioned. And yeah, yeah, Elon Musk is buying Twitter again. Right. That that was that was. I will admit, like I didn't like. Part of me was like, oh well, they're 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 trashing Elon Musk, even though they had him as stunt casting. But at the same time, uh, Keenan freaking out is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. I'll, I'll give that into that. Right. And lastly, we had Devin Walker as a college student. Uh, and I forget what they asked him, but they, they were like, we've ringed, rigged up this iron. It's it's piping hot if you want to put an iron on your hand. And then he like puts it up to his face. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they mentioned things like, you know, how 401ks are down 21%. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was like, I don't have one, so it doesn't it doesn't concern me. <laughs> yeah, and then I think they also mentioned uh, about Kanye West and... Oh yeah, and they keep on hitting the Kanye thing, and he's like, "Oh, you're gonna keep, you're gonna keep hitting me with the Kanye stuff." He's like, "I still like his music," and just kind of pointing out the insane stuff Kanye is doing, which I don't think I'd heard of until the cold open. Yeah, uh, I think I mean that's some, that I knew about just because you know I'm I'm down with the kids. I know what the hip, I, hip I kids will are. Say, a lot of this week's show made me feel like very out of the loop with pop culture right now. I'm just. I, like, Am I am I getting too old? Am I am I out of SNL's demographic now? Or? I mean, yeah. I mean, there's one sketch definitely that I had no idea what they were talking about. Like, yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to it, but we talked about yeah, it before. We'll get we to that very soon. Yeah. Um, I so I liked him putting the iron to his face. I wish they'd worked up like some sort of fake steam for the iron. I think that would have been a little funnier. Yes, absolutely. Visually. Um, uh, this was fine. 
Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought it was okay. It, I thought, uh, I, I kind of wish we were, it's weird because, like, there aren't too many, like, joke jokes in it. Like, it's literally no. just Bowen saying what happened this past week. Yeah. And I guess because, you know, real life is so insane, it's hard to parody. They they think just saying what happened is will be funny enough. That's the joke. But I'm also, I'm... Uh... I mean, there was some funny stuff in this cold open. I I am just getting a little tired of SNL's like things are so insane right now, and it's all we can do to just barely hold it together. Yeah, they did that a lot with like when Kate was on, and I, they, we've done a lot of this. Like, it feels like all through the Trump years, and especially ever since COVID. Yeah. Um. And I get that. That's a, like the vibe of a lot of it. But it's like, I, I have that in my life. I don't really need more of that from my sketch comedy show, you know? Yeah, exactly. We uh, Like, we know things are stressful. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. they mentioned things like, you know, Herschel Walker and, uh, and you know, of course, the, the Mario Brothers trailer was a big deal that yeah. angered a lot of, uh, you know, Gen Xers and Gen Zers. Right. And yeah, life is insane. Be Italian, isn't that the whole point? Uh, okay, all right. I, yeah, I mean, I I get it, but like, I mean, I enjoy. Look, I like Mario. I like playing Mario just as much as as the next bloke, but mm-hmm. I, it's it's not enough to you know you know send me spiraling into depression if he has if he doesn't have an Italian uh, voice. I know it's a hot take, but yeah, you know, I'm not a Mario purist, but yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, like I felt the same way. Like them, just sort of saying the things day to day and the response being that's crazy that's that's things are crazy and then yeah. that just being the joke that's it it's like i think we need a little yeah. bit more here I, I i feel like the 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 world is on fire and i'm freaking out about it i'm i want them to, to I don't, not necessarily go deeper but just just have another take on it i'm just i'm just sick of that take yeah agreed so I'm sick of everything is crazy and I'm just barely holding it together. You know? Yeah. Agreed. I agreed. We need, we need, we need more. We need something else, like something like a fresher take on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it just feels, you know, that's, that's been the take since like March of 2020. So. Yeah. Cause I'm one step closer to the edge and I'm about to break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the anthem. Um, yeah, I, not too much else to say about this cold open. It it was fine. I I, I didn't dislike it. I I just want to be clear on that. I I just yeah. Felt, I it just felt very been there done that. You know. Yes, absolutely. Point yeah. spot on. I guess like all right, we're all right. We've done this before, but okay. Yeah, it's you know take the training wheels off, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Time time to ride that bike like a big boy. Yeah, yeah. Um. So again, yeah. Again with the new opening. You know, two weeks running. Um, That's right. We're still doing it, baby. Uh, there, there was a little uh, gag that they had in there that I totally missed last week, where uh, Andrew Dismukes is like stealing money out of a tip jar. Oh, which I, which I liked. I, I like that they when they stick little gags into the into the intro. Andrew, you scamp. Yeah, I thought that was cool, and yeah, yeah. It, it took me a while to realize that, like, oh, they're all sort of in this big hotel and like they're all kind yeah, of doing their own yeah. thing and it's and uh one cast member i forget which one it was who just plops on a bed oh that's punky that's punky okay mm-hmm. um yeah that was that was cute yeah yeah uh, solid open i know a lot of people are very 
kind of turned off by the, the new logo. I don't mind it. Like I think the I think it's interesting. Uh, I just but, I find the new logo just really bland. I just don't think mm. there's anything to it. You know, interesting. All right, I can it's, see that. It's just kind of a dullish typeface, and yeah. If if they change that around uh, before the season is out, I would not mind that. All right. Well, yeah. From your lips to their to Lauren's ears. Yeah, and you know, Lauren is a close listener of this podcast, as we know. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. How you doing? Um. All right. So next we had the monologue from this week's host, Mr. Brandon Gleason, and mm. you know he comes out and he's like, "Oh yes, I'm I'm that fellow you." sort of know from that thing that you saw once upon a time, but you can't quite put your finger on what it was. Yeah, uh, he, he mentions his, like, uh, the movies he was in, uh, In Bruges, Braveheart. Uh, he mentions, of course, uh, he was Mad-Eye Moody in Harry Potter, which yeah. got a big laugh. And, of course, he mentioned, uh, I'm sure a lot of you haven't seen me in the film, uh, the jo- Joel Cohen's Tragedy of Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And we said, but you should watch it. It's really good. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know he was in that, but uh, yeah, that's the that's the uh, Macbeth movie that's on Apple TV. That was, uh, I think, that was done by one of the Coen brothers. Denzel one of the Wa- Coen brothers, yes. Yeah, Denzel Washington's in it, and he's in it too. So. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. I mean, I, I, he's someone I've always at least vaguely known. So yeah, he's got he's got a very recognizable face, and he's he's a very Hey, it's that guy character actor. Yeah, I think I've confused him with like Ray Winstone on on a number of occasions. There is a resemblance. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, but but he seemed very charming. He seemed very nice. He seemed very personable. And he comes out and he's he's like, I'm going to play a song on my mandolin. Hey. We have a, just a nice Irish fellow playing tunes on the mandolin, which is that is exactly the vibe that I wanted for this week. It's a stressful world. I, I just want a nice Irish fellow playing tunes on the mandolin. Yeah, I would have liked them to like wear one of those big Irish sweaters that you see, and maybe like one of those newsies caps, sure, like like what uh, like Chris Evans wears and Knives Out. Aye, yeah, and, you know, just having a nice point, yeah, playing the mandolin, boy. Yeah, it was, but it was nice. It was just reassuring. It was relaxing, and I was. It gave me a good feeling going. Yeah. Forward. Like he was like tuning it up a little bit in the beginning, yeah. and yeah. I think he mentioned that I th- he mentioned like a a banjo player from the Dubliners at some point. Mm-hmm. It's very Irish, yeah. And, and uh, like yeah, he was like kind of strumming the mandolin, telling jokes in between, kind of like a like Jack Benny style, or even like Zach mm-hmm. Galifianakis. It was yeah. like a nice little uh, way to start the show, and then. I kind of envy the people, the SNL people. They got to hang with this guy for a week, and I, he seems like a good hang. Oi, yeah. And uh, out of nowhere, we uh, he starts talking about uh, Colin uh, Farrell because they're in a movie together, the yeah. the Banshees of Inisherin or however you say it. Uh-huh. And then he's like, you know, oh, it's a, a movie about uh, two two mates, or, but one's a little too needy. And uh, just, don't mind telling you, it's a little bit close to home because uh, Colin Farrell's a little needy himself there. Okay, and we, then uh, going to do this Irish accent for the entire episode. <laughs> not bad, right? No, I, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying. It'll wear a little thin. I, all right, I'll I'll stop. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought I nailed it. You did. You I did. Uh, listeners, let me know. Like, is it as good as my English accent, or worse? Or let let me know. Or should I just not do any of these at all? Let me know. <laughs> and uh, yeah, out of nowhere, uh, we get a nice little cameo from uh, Mister Colin Farrell himself. There, ho ho. Yeah, he comes out. He comes out with like this big Hercule Perot style mustache 
Um, which he which he then quickly peels off, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, okay. So why did you have that? I, I don't know. That's very random. It was very random. I think he. I think the gag was maybe he was trying to come in as be like in disguise, so He's incognito. Okay. Yeah. So maybe Brandon wouldn't recognize him, but Brandon immediately's like, oh, well, hey, Colin. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But they I sing think... a song together, and it was, it was yeah, nice, nice it was little, cute. nice little uh, Irish shanty. Yeah, and they seem to have a nice friendship, which yeah. is nice. They seem seem to be like best mates. Yeah. All right. I'm, all right. Now for I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. It's fun to do accents. Okay. All right. <laughs> accents are fun. I'll I'll say it. Yeah. Okay. Well, for, they're fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, I mean, as long as we're enjoying ourselves, that's yeah. The... yeah. I'm having a good time. I don't know about the listeners. <laughs> All right, so uh, shall we move on to the first sketch? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, overall, uh, n- a nice little pleasant monologue, I thought. It was overall. a nice monologue. I'm glad they didn't really rely on many of the monologue crutches that they have. You know, we didn't we didn't have any home movies of Brendan Gleeson. He didn't talk about like his connection with the show and things like that. You know, like most anything can get played out if you repeat it too much, like you know, game show sketches or some of the monologue crutches or, or Irish accents. I Just see what you did there. Three random ac- uh, examples. I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I took, I'll take that hint, sir. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, first sketch of the evening, the try guys, the try guys, uh, a thing where the sketch started and I was like, Oh fuck! Am I gonna have to like pause this and just Google what the deal is with the Try Guys? Because I I knew the Try Guys was a thing that was trending on Twitter. Right. I saw that it was trending. I saw that there were tweets about it. I did not glean enough of these tweets to know what the deal was, and I was not curious enough to actually Google it or even click on the trending topic. Same. To what the deal was. Same. Uh, fortunately, the sketch explained the basics, which was uh- nice. Yeah. Uh, so th- for those that don't know about the scandal or even know what the Try Guys are, because I literally had no idea until same. a week ago. I- I'm the yeah. same thing as you. Like I saw it was trending like a week ago. Oh, my God. The Try Guys, the Try Guys. I was like, yeah. what's what is that? And like I hoped that SNL didn't do a sketch on it or talk about it, because that means I'd have I to look it up. I had a feeling they were going to do a sketch on it. And I was like, should I research the Try Guys just so I'm prepped going in? I didn't bother. Because no, I have yeah. a life, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I have what can legally be called a life. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So for those that don't know, the Try Guys are these um, sort of uh, four guys uh, that I believe they started at BuzzFeed, okay. and their whole thing is that they try things. They try everything and anything for or, or, you know on YouTube or you know for, for their viewers, and like that's what their whole brand. And they were able to build up a, enough of a following and build their brand enough that they kind of have their own YouTube channel now. And they're able to have like little spinoff shows. And like, you know, they have like this whole thing about just trying things. It's like this big empire that yes. they've built. The, tr- the Try Guy Empire. And uh, apparently what happened is one of the guys, I believe uh, his name is Ned, if I'm yeah. mistaken. He was caught uh, having a relations with a, a woman other than his wife apparently they were caught uh kissing at a concert mm. and apparently he's he's 
had this ongoing affair with this woman for like I think a year or more, mm. and the other three try guys have denounced him and they've fired him from the company. Right. I don't know if they fired the woman from the company as well. I don't know. Yeah, because the woman it was somebody that worked with them, like who she worked from like a subsidiary. Subsidiary. Yeah. So like basically, yeah. I think technically Ned was kind of her boss, which makes it a little bit more right. Uh, CD and problematic um, power dynamics and yeah all that uh-huh. yeah and also like i think the thing that makes it not great is because ned what like kind of you know uh, branded himself as like the happy married family man is like oh i love my That's wife great. so much yeah. you know i love my wife i love my wife and now this thing really tarnished the brand so like once the try guys found out about it they immediately cut him out they're like edit him out of like future videos and i think maybe a few videos they already did uh-huh so like they're re- yeah, he's like sure they have a backlog of stuff yeah like well either way he's like like persona non grata and they did this video explaining it and i think one of the guys eugene who uh bowen plays he's like looks like visibly upset and shaken by all this so it was it was, it was a big deal still processing it I, I bet yes so it's like a- whenever something heinous comes out about like your co-host and, and something it's always like, well, we're still processing this, you know, yeah. and and then you don't have to make any sort of big statement if you're still processing about it. Like like when Matt Lauer's all his stuff came out at the Today Show. I remember on the Today Show, they, uh, Hoda and um, uh, what a uh, Katie Savannah Savannah oh, Guthrie. All right. all right, like oh, we're still processing this, and you know, <laughs> and that's that's the way you sort of push off having to make a statement or having to have a big opinion about it. It's pretty smart. Yep. Yep. So if anything heinous comes out about you, I will just come on this podcast and I'll be like, I'm still processing this. I don't know what to say. Perfect. Yes. I mean, nothing will. That's what I meant. Nothing will. Nothing will. Nothing heinous. Nothing heinous will ever come out about either one of us. No, (laughs) you can bet money on that. That's right. I burned all the evidence years ago. They're never going to play this tape in in another context whatsoever. Yay! Yeah, that's right. You'll never find that body. We're never going to do anything wrong. Nope. <laughs> no. Uh. All those people were paid off handsomely. <laughs> well, for, fortunately, like you and I are both of an age where we did all our heinous, uh, drunken shenanigans before an age of social media. So, thank the Lord. Hey, us. Yeah, it's, um, we, we had the foresight to be born in the 70s. Yep. <laughs> we saw what was coming. We found the one good thing about being Gen X. <laughs> Yay. So, um, okay. So so this sketch is on the whole Try Guys controversy. So we have Ego as a CNN anchor, and then Brendan Gleeson as a White House correspondent. And he starts out reporting on a Ukraine story, but he neglects it in favor of reporting on the Try Guys. Right, and it goes all just like, wait, what is this? What's going on? Huh? What? Um, and and we have Bowen, Mikey, and Andrew Dismukes as the three remaining try guys. Right, and then they're giving the statement about how upset they are, and it's very much like if you've seen the video that the try guys put out, it's right. pretty much like almost beat for beat exactly what they did. They're even, they're dressed exactly the same. They look exactly like the try guys. Yeah. And um, I did, I didn't watch the real video, but I did, I did just see a screen cap on, uh, on Twitter comparing the two and complimenting the SNL costume department for matching their outfits. So exactly. Right. So, nice and, job. Uh, SNL costume department. Yay. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, 
I mean, I don't have too, I didn't take too many notes about this just because it does seem like this is a type of sketch where you really need to know about the try guys and have seen the video in order to, for it to really resonate with you. Yeah. I mean, I felt like the, the, the sketch did a good job of bringing me up to speed on the basics. I didn't feel the need to pause the sketch halfway through and Google the try guys. I was like, okay, I, I sort of know what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was fine. I thought, I thought everybody performed it well. Yeah, I, I think so too. I thought it was all right. Um, I did notice like a few times where, cause I guess the people in the audience got it more than I did. Like they were getting like yeah. b- really big laughs. Even a few times I saw that, Mikey and Andrew almost broke a few times. Yeah, yeah, there there are some there's some grins and giggles. Um yeah. It feels like this this is getting like a lot of traction online on YouTube and on Twitter uh because the Try Guys story is so big. Right. And a lot of people are calling out SNL and saying like, "Oh, you have a very bad take on this because you, like in the sketch they say like, "Oh, they say it was a consensual relationship." And they're kind of more dunking on the three guys left. They're dunking on their video. Yeah. Dunking on the guy who had the affair. And people are like, that's oh, a bad look, SNL. Yeah. Uh, and I, I see that. I I don't know. I'm just so not invested in the story. I, I don't have a horse in this race. Yeah, I really I really am just like, all right, I, I see what you're saying. I don't. Again, yeah, I don't really care enough yeah to really be like enraged by it but i i I see what you're saying yeah people have been hurt and that's unfortunate and but yeah at the same time i mm, it's it's, yeah at the same time just still not invested in this story yes absolutely as a person yeah and uh yeah as far as sketches go i thought it was like okay and eh. but i guess it was a big story this week so yeah snl was kind of expected to comment on yeah, I hear you. But like I mean they didn't even have too that hot a well, I mean, I guess I don't know, they didn't really have too much to say about it, really. No, not really. It was it was kind of uh, this is the thing that happened sketch. Yes, this is the thing that happened and it's trending now, so let's do it so we can get some likes and yeah. get our new our name out in the uh in the viral Twitter Twitter sphere. Yeah, even if it's uh, prompting more mock outrage. And and some genuine outrage, I suppose. I suppose there's some genuine outrage mixed in there too. Yeah, some genuine outrage, some mock outrage. It's it's all it's all outrage these days. That's that's yeah. where the real money's at. Yep. Yep. It's, so eh, yeah, so so far I'm like, oh okay. Eh. Yeah, I mean this one this one I it it was good for what it was. Yeah, I'll give I'll yeah, for what it was it was okay. Yeah, it wasn't. I I will say at this point in the show, I have not seen anything heinous yet. It's still a notch or two above last week's show, which I thought was just pretty disappointing across the board. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, so next we have a pre-tape. This is new cast advice, and it's featuring our four new cast members of SNL. Uh, yeah, we got, um, uh, it's, it's, um, yeah, like people, like, uh, basically all the new cast members are being interviewed asking about what advice they got, what, you know, how is it your first, uh, few weeks here at SNL, mm-hmm. we, you know, so we have, uh, Michael Longfellow, yes. uh, Devin Walker, mm-hmm. uh, Marcelo Hernandez. I've heard of him. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, like it's basically like them saying, and, yeah, really and Molly Carey, of course, Molly Carey. Well, that's, that's the big twist. 
Yes. Because like it's basically we want to make sure we mention them as well. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we we also want to make sure that we use uh, Molly's proper pronouns. Wow! Look at you being all. Uh, well, this is something I want to try and be really conscious of, and I know, I know, I'm going to slip up at least a time or two. We're I'm, trying here, man, but do, you're doing the work, and I applaud yeah. that, sir. I really, and I liked how they in this sketch they just sort of slipped it in, uh, where Molly was called uh, her at one point, and she and it, see, there I go, and yeah. and Molly says. Well, it's actually they, but I figured it wasn't a good moment to have a big pronoun sketch uh, discussion. And I right. thought that's a great way to just slip it in and get it in early in one of the first things you're seeing in on the show. Yeah, I, so I thought that was well done. Right. So basically, like, um, it's all the new cast members telling about the advice they got from Lauren. Um, you know, Michael Longfellow says, "Yeah, they told me to you know hook up with you know get with a writer that knows my voice. Right. You know, my my creepy so voice." <laughs> don't don't freak out if you're not on the show too much the, the first couple of weeks it you know let the audience discover you and and all this and then we go to molly and molly's like lauren comes to me and says you're going to kill vladimir putin <laughs> the only reason you're on the show is to kill vladimir putin and then he hands me this gun and he says, don't worry, the serial numbers have been scratched off. It's never going to be traced back to us. And I'm like, us? And and Molly goes into this whole long story about uh, how they're spirited away to, to go on this secret mission to kill Vladimir Putin. And Kelly Ripa's there for some reason, which was a very nice random touch. Yeah, she said she got a call from John Kerry at four in the morning saying, can you be at Lauren's house right now? Yeah. And pack, and what, what do I pack? Uh, and then we're cutting back to the other three uh, uh, new cast members saying just much more typical things. Although uh, uh, Marcelo is, is making jokes about how he's being very underserved and ignored. And that, and that was another nice sort of like B level gag in this sketch. I thought. Yeah, like that was that was a nice little running gag to have. Like Marcelo was was getting advice from Lauren, saying, "Hey, don't try to do too much your first year. Don't even write a sketch until like Christmas, yeah. or don't, don't don't even try to write or pitch ideas. Don't expect anyone to get you a computer or anything like that, or right. an office or an ID to get in the building. Right. Just you know, just kick back and just stay at home." Which I liked. I liked that it. I liked that the sketch wasn't just about the killing Vladimir Putin thing. I liked that we also had the this person is being underserved. I liked that it had two things going on, but it didn't get muddled. Right, and I also liked how like other the other cast members kind of also worked their way into Molly's uh, because Molly has a very different experience than what everybody else had. I, I believe <laughs> at one point uh, they, they they talked to Devin and he mentioned something about Molly and to Lauren and he says like then then Lauren just kind of stared off into the distance and he said if we ever see Molly again yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh, I I like I like the concept of Lauren as being the secret taskmaster doing uh, a uh, a Chuck Barris espionage thing on the side yeah <laughs> <laughs> where he's he's secretly sending cast members on espionage missions to assassinate oh. world leaders Dude, yeah, Dude, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, such an underrated movie. I like that movie so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really like this. I, I think I, I, I love this quite yeah. frankly. I no, great. I thought this was sketch of the night. 
this Ag- was like firing on all cylinders. Agreed. Sketch of the night, hands down. I I was actually kept like like really wrapped up in uh, Molly's story. I wanted to hear more about. I was like, well, then what happened? And then what happened? And like she, uh, damn it. And Molly really sells it too. Like I saw people online kind of comparing their energy to to uh, like Melissa McCarthy or Kate McKinnon and yeah. I, I can definitely I heard a, a, a Chris Farley comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Molly did a really nice job of establishing themselves like out of the gate with this. I, I I feel like we have a persona to attach to Molly now. Absolutely. I mean, after this, I would really like to see more of Molly and sketches and see what they can do. Yeah, uh, Molly's got uh, like a cool vibe and it seems like a neat vibe that is not shared by anybody else in the cast currently right. I, I feel like there's a little overlap with sarah and i know those two are buddies uh so yeah but it was really cool so definitely definitely check that out it's uh the pre-tape called new cast advice yeah best uh, sketch of the night hands down Absolutely. sketch of the night sketch of the night very very funny stuff yeah. so and uh, at the end of the sketch we learned uh keenan killed osama bin laden yeah, and he's just like, well, what did I kill Osama Bin Laden for? Uh, <laughs> again, just a nice punch at the end. It's tough to end things. I thought this had a pretty strong ending, too. So, yeah, I was pretty impressed with this. Yeah, this is this was solid. This was solid. Uh, next, we have a sketch called Blonde, which uh, is uh, playing off the new uh, Anna D'Armas uh, movie that is on Netflix, which is based on a uh, Joyce Carol Oates book about Meryl Monroe. Right. It's a uh, kind of, I haven't seen it, but I've I heard watched it yet. I'm planning to watch it. Uh, what, but you know, first I have to start up my Netflix mm. subscription again. It's a whole thing. It's a whole, a whole thing. thing. I can't, I, I got sick of the Netflix. I was like, I'm not paying this much for this little entertainment. They've probably stacked up enough things that I'm going to get it back for like a month or two. Yeah. I hear that's you. the plan. That's the plan. That's the plan. You know, and I'm still getting those those emails saying like, oh, come back. You you will only have to pay this much. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, I can do that for a month or two. Give us your money again, please. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I'll watch that. I'll watch the new Patton Oswald. I'll watch, uh, there, there's some show uh, that I want to check out. That I can't remember what it is, but yeah. Okay. But All anyway, right. I'm planning to watch this Meryl Monroe thing, but I haven't yet. Right. And uh, yeah, so basically, it's um, it's called Blonde. It's um, this sketch has Chloe as Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. um, James yeah, Austin I'm Johnson. It's the uh, Marilyn as about to shoot the uh, 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 diamonds are a girl's best friend number from Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, very good. Yeah, and uh, James Austin Johnson in the sketch trying to you know uh coax Marilyn, you know to get out on the set Marilyn's very upset and down to the dumps he's doing that old time 1940s voice oh yeah uh, james austin johnson he's us he's a real humdinger we're, we're gonna bring in a couple people and they're gonna ring for your fan mail yeah they're gonna, what do you think of that huh yeah they're gonna really ring your bell there charlie yeah see accents are cool they're they great are, to do they are fun i i i am a sucker for doing a 1940s voice so no i know we've we hey it's 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 uh it sounds a lot like uh, John Mulaney. They're they're fun to do. They they are fun to do. They are fun to do. Yes. Okay. So uh yeah. So Marilyn is very upset down in the dumps. So mm-hmm. James Austin Johnson's character wants 
to you know her to hear the fan mail she's she'd be getting from her fans. So they have um, in walks Heidi Gardner and um, our host Brendan Gleeson, both dressed yep. up as you know nineteen forties women. Brendan Gleeson with uh, a full beard, <laughs> full beard, full beard, full white beard, uh, and they're dressed up as I think they're cleaning ladies. I think they said. No, I think they're like receptionists or like receptionists. Okay, yeah. or people that I mean, work in the office. It's the fifties, so I know they're working in some demeaning occupation. Absolutely, because uh, we haven't figured out that women are good yet. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus Christ! Well, it's the nineteen fifties. Am I wrong? We just said we wouldn't have anything that could incriminate us. I'm saying we as a nation. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we as a nation in the nineteen fifties, we did not give women the appreciation that they were due, that they that they deserved. Is that wrong? Is that bad to say? Actually, no. You're it's, you're not wrong to say. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, and 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 also, uh, like apparently, this the this Marilyn Monroe movie, Blonde, and and uh, the book is about all about like what a troubled life she had and how it was all, uh, not you know all wine and roses behind the scenes. Yeah, I've heard the. I haven't seen the movie, but I hear it's it's pretty rough. Well, I know it's NC seventeen, and I think there are some. Obviously, there are some very explicit scenes, and I of like I think her being assaulted and yeah stuff. So it's like I want to see this. I I can't really say I'm looking forward to seeing it. Like, <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, oof, oof. It sounds like a harrowing view. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so they're reading the fan letters to Mel Monroe, and like half of them are very hurtful, and they're like, yeah, dear whore. Uh, da, 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 and 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 James Nelson Johnson's character is like he's trying to make it better, and he's like, "Well, what if instead of whore we say the word flower?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then they say things. Like, okay, um, dear Marilyn Monroe, you were born a flower, and you'll die a flower. Right, not a fan. Not a fan. Exactly. Which so I don't just... think people really said in the fifties, but whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's basically that. Just like letter after letter, calling her a, a whore. Calling her a dumb baboon, yeah. Saying how her brains are in her butt and they like to kick it, yeah. And um, and then Chloe Feynman going, oh, uh, that that wasn't very nice. I can't do a Marilyn Monroe voice. I'm sorry. Well, um, you know, like, but she's doing that breathy Marilyn Monroe voice. I'm like, yeah, just do like a like a Ginger Grant. That was hurtful. Well, that's a Michael Jackson. Marilyn Monroe. I obviously can't do a Ginger Grant because. <laughs> Ginger Grant was doing Marilyn Monroe. What? That's not going to like suddenly unlock a Marilyn Monroe impression. <laughs> I wow, I didn't realize until now, huh? Yeah. Well, you didn't know that Tina Louise was doing Marilyn Monroe? I probably knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I probably knew. Yeah. I you know I mean I if I thought about it I probably would know I would have known but you know right. busy, busy focused on uh, other things as a young lad watching. Tina Louise and uh, right, well, let's let's get back to the sketch. Okay, yeah, nothing problematic said on this. Episode. Nope, no. <laughs> yes, nope. I, I I think I stopped it right before I yep. was about to. Yeah, we're just uh, screeching those brakes. Um, right. So uh, overall, uh, I thought I thought this was cute, but it was it was just okay. Yeah, same thing. Uh, not too much escalation here. I thought it was cute. It was it was yeah. an okay idea. It needed something else, and uh-huh. um. I think I mean, it, we had Brendan Gleeson in drag and, you know, I'm not made of stone. I can, I can appreciate that uh, comedically. Yeah. It did, yeah. It didn't feel like they really utilized him like in drag the way they should have. What a good sport. 
he was to just you know be in drag as a, as a as a secretary for no reason. Yeah, absolutely. So good on you, Brendan. Yeah, good on I, your boil. I liked him as a host because he just he he seemed like he was just a good sport and game for most yeah. anything. Hey, he's a good mate. Yeah. All right. All right. Now that's the last time. Okay. All right. I don't believe you, but (laughs) as you shouldn't. (laughs) No, no. I've been burned so many times before. (laughs) Uh, uh, So next up, headshots. Headshots. Uh, This is our new cast member, Marcelo. He's getting new headshots. Was he was he playing himself in this? Uh, no, this was, this is, uh, Michael, Michael Longfellow's in this one. Oh, it's Michael. Oh, I wrote down the wrong name. Uh, forgive me. I'm still getting all the new people straight. Uh, so Michael Longfellow getting new headshots. Yeah. We get an update last week. Yeah. Get your hands off me. Get your hands off me. Yeah. That guy. Um, that guy. And so he's getting new headshots. Andrew Dismukes is his photographer. He's, he's got a lovely fake beard on for absolutely no reason, which I, enjoy and endorse mm-hmm. um and then brendan gleason comes in as michael longfellow's grandfather because uh michael forgot a hat and then andrew Deuce meeks takes one look at brendan gleason and he's like oh i must i must shoot you and he he runs him through a, a photo session yeah a bunch of poses time to do you know double you know cute shy boy do mm-hmm. you know and um it's just it's basically just him doing silly poses uh, and uh, Andrew Smith's kind of egging him on while yeah. uh, Michael Longfellow looks on saying, hey, is it my turn now? And said, you know, yeah. and Andrew Smith's like, shut up, you, you with your fat ass. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think at one point uh, he says, all right, do a funny pose. And he's uh, he like jumps in the air with his hands up and smiles. And Smith yeah. says, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen Seinfeld. Yes. Uh, you, could, you could really detect Dismukes' hand in this sketch, this sketch, by the way, written by uh, Mike D. Desenzo, uh, Andrew Dismukes, and Jake Nordwind. So seems about right. And then, uh, of course, uh, and then like towards the end of the sketch, we have uh, Gal- Colin Farrell once again popping in. What? And, yeah. Well, I did not see that coming, even though we already knew he was in the building because he made a cameo during the monologue. But yeah. And then, uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, Colin Farrell pops in for some. Headshots, and then he, uh, Andrew Smukes wants him and Brendan Gleeson to pose, and they pose together and doing silly poses, double cute shy boys. Yes, at one point, and like uh, two is like, presidents meeting each other. Uh, just, no, no, it was one person meeting the president. Uh, I I forget the prompt, but yeah. Anyway, it was cute. Yeah, it was cute, and then of course, like Dismukes is so enamored by this, he has to get on his phone and calls, <laughs> says, "Hello, Tiger Beat Magazine." This is your cousin, Marvin Tiger Beat Magazine. You know that new sound you were looking for? Well, listen to this. I enjoy a good uh, uh, Back to the Future reference. And this was a good, funny, random Back to the Future reference. So uh, You put a Back to the Future reference in a sketch. You you have my heart. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I, I thought those were good. I felt like the performances really elevated this material. I not that the material is bad, but I felt like the performances uh, made it more than what it would be just on the page. Uh, agreed. Like I thought, like it was a little underwritten. Even though I Dismukes had a few lines, a few zingers that I did like. Aside from that, there wasn't much to say. So it was pretty much all just Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. 
like Damn, selling it. Sky Boys. Yeah. Yes. Just hamming it up. And that's yeah. what sold or, you know, carried the sketch. Yes. And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, either way, I, yeah, I did enjoy it. I did get a, a hearty chuckle out of this. And of course, yes. you know, Marvin Tiger Beat Magazine. I mean, <laughs> how do you not smile at that? Yep. Yep. Uh, as, as they might say on uh, Danger 5, this gave me a sensible chuckle. Ooh, so. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, and well, yeah, th- this was this was good. This was a standout of the night, I think. Yeah, this was a good one. Uh, yeah, so so far so good. We're we're chugging right along on this show. We're doing well. Uh, next, we have another pre-tape from the Please Don't Destroy Boys. Uh, missed them last week. Yeah, where were they? We missed you guys. I mean, I know they they were they had their hand in writing a lot of the sketches from last week, but we didn't have a Please Don't Destroy short. And I'm sure they did something, but I guess it just didn't make it on the show for whatever reason. Mm. Uh, and this is like the Please Don't Destroy Boys uh, and their their high school, new high school seniors. And they're all excited about their upcoming senior year. They're all in Letterman jackets. And yeah. and uh, and then uh, Brendan Gleeson is playing their friend Tommy. And Tommy reveals that he's not 17. He's actually 67. <laughs> yeah. He says like... Uh, yeah, I'm actually a 67 year old Irish man. My name is uh, Seamus O'Sullivan. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "No, you're not. You're 17 year old uh, Tommy. You're, you're, you're Tommy. You're from New Jersey. You're Tommy Porkchop Decilio." <laughs> yeah, and they're all like, "What? No!" <laughs> you know, they had no idea. Yeah, um, and they said, I, and they, uh, yeah, and then of course they go back. It's like, "No, you, you used to drink with us after, uh, after, after class every." Every every session, they're like, no, like while you were drinking beer, I was remember I was drinking a, a glass of Scotch whiskey with one large ice cube in it. Yes, yeah. Remember when we were in gym class, you were all self conscious about changing in front of everybody, and I was just like letting it all hang out like an old guy in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah, remember like, and they're like, no, you took you were, you're crazy, man. You took drugs during class that one time. You took LSD, and they're like, no, that was that was my blood thinner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, so a nice, silly, goofy sketch from the PBB huh? boys. Yeah, it was very much in their voice. I, th- I thought it was very funny, uh, well-performed, well-shot. Um, really liked it. it it's, it's nice to just see another Please Don't Destroy sketch. I, I kind of missed their voices. Yeah, interesting. Uh, this is like uh, one of the few sketches that doesn't take place in the uh, SNL office, too. Yeah, they they kind of broke out from their usual setting. I think yeah. this might be be the first "Please Don't Destroy" sketch that is not in their writing room at, the, yeah. at SNL. I hadn't they, thought of that. But you're absolutely right. They left the offices for this one. Wow! Look at that! Look at that! I mean, it's yeah, probably still shot indoors and stuff. Yeah. But. <laughs> new new year, new season, new PDD. Oh wait, they, no, actually, three sad versions. That was at least yes. partially outside of their office. Yeah, three sad versions. So this is probably. This might be the second one. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look at that. Yeah. Look at our boys growing. They all grows up. They all grows up. They're going to be graduating high school soon. They're going to be going on to college. Oh, man. Can I graduate? Yeah. Remember that song? Vaguely. Okay. <laughs> that joke would have hit harder if you remembered it better. I was like, uh, you know, I, I, I sort of remember the song you're referencing. Third Eye Blind, man. Come on. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, fine. I mean, it's no. Oh, semi charmed life. That's what. I'll, that's all I'm saying. I want something else. See, now that's going to be in your head for the rest of the day. Yeah, it's one of the most danceable songs about heroin addiction ever. It really is. It really it's is. Real. It's a toe tapper. I mean, you know, in your face, Iggy Pop. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. <laughs> that's right. You've been bested, Iggy. <laughs> Screw you, lust for life. There's a new <laughs> king in town. Uh, take your million in prizes and go. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. That was funny. Thank you, uh, sir. And speaking of uh, catchy little tunes, catchy little numbers, uh, we're up to the musical guest. We're, we got Willow. Yeah, we got uh, Jade and Will's kid, Willow. She's. Uh, how old is she now? She looks oh. like she's somewhere in her twenties. That's that's very possible. I don't know. Like I remember, she was like a little kid whipping her she's, hair. Yeah, she's the same one who did the "I whip my hair back and forth." She is the same one that did the "whip your hair back and forth." Right, and I remember hearing that song back today, and I was like, I, "This is not someone I really need to pay attention to." Wow. Um, and and then so I saw her on this. I'm coming to her pretty much cold. Uh, Solid song, man. Yeah, not bad. She's like really getting into sort of the, uh, I guess, pop punk era, you'd call it or something. What, what was uh, her, her first? I didn't write down the, the titles of her song. What was the first one? Uh, the first one, I believe, was You're a Stranger. Okay. And uh, the second one. Curious Furious. That's the one. Curious slash Furious. Um the the first one you're a stranger i was really impressed with that song i was like this is a solid song i i, I honestly wished it was a little longer i i thought it was really well done yeah it was not it's not bad it's pretty solid and i i mean i know like a lot of people when they hear like an artist or an actor or a singer who mm. comes from famous parents Yeah, they're all like, uh, this person doesn't have any. Wonder how they got their record deal. But yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, and sometimes I do that too. But I'm willing to admit, no, Willow is a solid performer. He's got some chops, man. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like a Avril Lavigne type of vibe. She was going. Oh, much better than that. Oh wow. All right. Well, okay. Uh, But yeah, yeah. The first song, Avril Lavigne, any day of the week. Damn! Shots yeah. fired. I was, no, I was really impressed with her. Uh, the the second number wasn't uh, the uh, the curious furious. I wasn't as into it. Was it's more of an industrial thrash type of song. But I thought it was really cool. I was like, I I want to check out more of her music, man. Whoa! Look, yeah. look at this. Look at you becoming a Willow fan. I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to. I'm okay. going to forget about it as I do most things. But I had that urge for the the length of time that I was I was listening to these songs. For a brief moment, I considered looking yeah. into Willow Smith's music. Right. Okay. And isn't that all that really matters? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I I like this. I was I was pleasantly surprised. I wasn't expecting to be into the musical guest this week at all. all I right. just thought it was just going to be you know dumb pop princess type stuff. But I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah, far out, man. Wow, I'm, yeah. I'm so glad you like. I'm surprised. I didn't know if this would be up your alley or not. I didn't think it would be, but it wasn't what I expected, and I, I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she definitely came in like high energy. She was like, she really gave it her all. Like, I can't. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I, I can't uh, trash her. I can't say, I yeah. can't say anything oh, bad look, about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I, I wouldn't mind hearing more. I would, I would, if this were like Starship Troopers, and at the end of that, they were like, "Would you like to know more?" I would hit that button. Ooh, yeah, that, that dog. All right, we're doing. You're doing your part. I'm doing my part. <laughs> I'm stomping those bugs. Okay, so yeah, thumbs up for Willow. Two great thumbs performances. Yeah, check it out, guys. Oh. You know, I know this doesn't mean much, uh, second episode of the season, but best musical guest of the season so far. Wow! <laughs> wow! Yep. Hi, Chihuahua. Damn it, faint praise, but... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, yeah, and next up, Good we got... Stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, all right. So, and then let's keep it moving right along. We got Weekend Update. Jost. Jay. Jay. I, I've heard of this segment. I've heard of this show segment. Mm-hmm. They've occasionally done some funny things on this Weekend Update. Occasionally. 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 Um uh not not some not bad weekend update this uh it was a decent update. Yeah. Um I I wouldn't say it like blew me away, but I think it was it was pretty solid throughout. Yeah, uh, uh Che had a few good jokes I liked, like about uh Herschel Walker. Yeah and uh, of course his whole controversy about the abortion. Yeah. And like he also mentioned how Herschel had a fundraiser where he raised over five hundred thousand dollars because money is the only thing, or the one thing that Herschel is willing to raise. Yeah, that that was good. That was good. I also liked his his joke about um, the fellow with the eye patch whose name I didn't write down. He was like, you know, if you try to look at this through his point of view, it will be with little to no depth perception. Yes. Uh, good joke. Solid joke. Yeah. Uh, Trey also had another good joke about it being a national coffee with a cop day. And how he's sure most cops like their coffee with uh, black with a couple of shots in it. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh. Yeah. Not yeah. wrong. Um. <laughs> it's it's tough to hear, but it is a good joke. Yeah. It's um, and uh, and then we we had uh, Ego come on as the Little Mermaid from the new production of the Little Mermaid, where. Uh, the Little Mermaid is black. <gasps> people are losing their shit over it, and and hilariously, I know some people on on Twitter were like arguing, like, "Well, it doesn't make scientific sense that the mermaid is black." I think I don't. I I forget the rationale. I don't think I ever bothered learning the rationale. I'm like, is this an argument I need to read? No, I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, it's like scientifically, the mermaids can exist, but not black mermaids. I will believe in mermaids, but I will not believe in black people. Is basically what these people were saying. Oh god! Um, Look, is this where we're at, people? Is this what's going on now? This is where we're at. This is this is a sad, sad level we're at. Oof. Um. So Ego comes on as she's introduced as Black Ariel, and she's like, "Yep, no, don't like that. Don't <laughs> like that." Um. It was it was a little weird though. Her monologue was just mostly mostly about like why she's a bad person. Yeah, I think it started off with how like people see her as like a hero and a role model, right? And sh- her immediately shutting that down, saying, "No, I'm actually a, a bad person. My parents are rich, and uh, right. I shouldn't be idolized." And uh, you know, just like bring up all these like she also says like how she's dumb and she hates the ocean. She's yeah. pro Sea World, and then she goes on and says she's pro war in Iraq because she. Uh-huh. Because she believed in like uh, revenge for nine eleven, the audience got weird with that one. Yeah, 
The yeah. audience was like, oh. He was like, well, hey, at least a few of you thought that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, how she caused a BP oil spill. And just basically, she's just really like bringing herself down and trashing herself. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know if this was the best way to go about this. It was, it was well performed. I just thought it was like a little muddled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like them just kind of bringing up things. Like I think at one point Colin brings up, oh yeah, shouldn't you be singing with a Jamaican crab? And like I have crabs, but they're, they're not Jamaican. Yeah. They don't, no, they are Jamaican. They don't don't sing. They don't sing. Said yeah. they, they are Jamaican. Jamaican me itch. Yeah. Mm. And then she references her, her nuts. Yeah. I, She's a mermaid. Um, uh, yeah. Mm. I, you know, this is a really super minor point. I wish her, I wish her mermaid tail had wagged a little bit. I wish somebody had been flopping that around. Oh. that may, Yeah, I could see that. You know, like much like Devin having the steam coming out of the iron, I kind of wish Ego's mermaid tail had been wagging a bit. Yeah, because that would have saved this bit. <laughs> that would have made the difference. I don't know. It just would have been a, like a funny visual, I think. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I love Ego. I think she's fantastic. But yeah, I think the material yeah. here wasn't there. It, it was just, it's a little weird to me that they bring her on as the black Ariel and because I feel weird saying African-American Ariel because she's from Atlantis. She's not African-American. Um, and then, and then she's not talking about the controversy really. Yeah. It's just the, the quote unquote controversy. I should say. Yeah. It's just basically her saying why you shouldn't idolize her and yeah. how she's dumb and a terrible person. And I'm it's like, you're, way to go with it it's a very yeah. weird way to go with it like i'm not sure yeah. what the point of that is yeah so uh like ego didn't wasn't a fan of this uh just, segment yeah just kind of scratching my head over this one yes absolutely but i mean it's nice to see ego have a showcase yeah of course i'm i'm, I'm pro ego yeah lego my ego <laughs> uh and next we have another desk piece with uh marcelo hernandez a new person on the cast uh, uh talking talking about baseball basically doing a thing from a stand-up act yeah d- dude this, i there's no doubt in my mind this is straight i haven't seen his stand-up but i'm positive this is from his stand-up it is okay first of all it's too well polished it's too well rehearsed <laughs> to not be a thing that he's been doing in his act for at least a year yeah He's, uh, he knows every beat of this thing. He knows every little performance thing he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, th- he's, this is his closer. He's definitely done this at the Creek in the Cave yeah. numerous times. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is his big closer. This is his thing. This is like. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, he, it's like, you know, because it's baseball season or, you know, the playoffs, baseball playoffs. Right. It's like him talking about, you know, because he is Latin American. His uh, He says his mother is from Cuba. His father's from the Dominican Republic. Right. Which of course means that they're divorced, and, <laughs> which is a nice little way to. Nice I mean, little... It's, it's a funny bit. It's you know, it's a funny, well polished bit. He knows where all the laughs are. It's yeah. I just couldn't. I I wasn't too into it just because I'm not. I don't really care about baseball. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I thought this was okay, but like, I mean, I, I guess the one thing that sold is like he was. He's very animated. When he's yeah, I mean, he, he gets up at one point. He's like he's demonstrating how how Dominican people are at the bat and ha- they have a lot of hip action. And he's like sort of shaking his hips in Colin's face. Yeah, he's very Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah, like, I can I, see that. 
I got strong Maniscalco vibes seeing him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing it. And yeah, it's basically how it, it, the whole thing is like basically him talking about how white baseball players do this and Latin baseball players do this. And, and, and we actually had like Colin being like kind of setting him up for that. And, and he's like, I know what you're doing, Colin. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but it's basically that. It's just basically like, you know, like, yeah. white people be like, acting like this. Black people, we do it. <laughs> it's true. We're so lame. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's a well-trod area in stand-up. Let's, let's put it that way. Yes, absolutely. Um, but uh, overall, I, I thought this was uh, okay. Like, I mean, I thought he, he really sold it. I thought he was really yeah. animated. And it was a good way for, for us to get to know this new cast member to see what he's all about and yeah. get a good sense of what he brings to the table. I thought, yeah, got a, got a feel for him. Um, I would like to see a little more. The jury, the jury's still a little out for me, but okay. right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was okay. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. we're just doing black, you know, white people act like this, letting people act like that. But it's, yeah. It's like, that was like, ah. anything like that in your act. I don't recall you ever doing a bit like that. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything like that. I, yeah. I have some stuff that kind of comes close, but it's not like, you know, why are people crazy? It, it ain't like that, but uh-huh. it comes a little closer to it, but not really. Okay. Just because, I don't know, part of me thinks like, uh, is that kind of, I don't want to say hack, but is it like kind of worn out at this point? But, uh, I mean, from this. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say that. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to go there. I, you yeah. Say but, like, oh no, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever you want as long as you do yeah, it well and sell it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, yeah, I think Marcelo like, sold you, it. You say you say it's hack or you say it's worn out, and then somebody comes along with a brilliant version of that, and they're, they're just like, oh my god, yeah. So yeah. So uh, yeah, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. Like you know, uh-huh. he's he's a animated, lovable fellow. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll know. see what else he does. Yes. So, I mean, with with new cast members, I, I kind of want to see them do something more than an update piece that's drawn from their stand-up act. Right. Uh, I mean, I, you can always spot those from a mile away, or at least I can. Right. I mean, I, I understand why they do that, because it's from their act. Like you said, they've done it a hundred times. They're, right. they're comfortable doing it. It's, it's a good way to get your feet wet on the show and establish yourself and yeah. you know, the audience to get a feel for you. I totally get it. I totally get it. And right. no no shade on anyone who, who's got that. I think I just got a better sense of like what Molly's about this week than I did uh, Marcelo this week or or uh, Longfellow last week. Mm. You know? Fair enough. Fair enough. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, and also, like, well, so there's one more joke that was in here that uh, Colin said that I actually wrote down because I liked quite a bit. Where okay. he says, like, you know, yesterday was National Vodka Day. Oh, so that's why my dad called me. Well delivered. Yeah. 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 That was good. It's a good one. Uh, yeah. So overall, uh, not a bad weekend update. That was better than I, last I week. Not a decent update. Yeah. And I, uh, better than last week. Um, how many, how many, how many segments did they split it into on YouTube? I didn't check. I watched on, uh, I think it's on Peacock this week. So I think it was just three. Uh, yes, Marcelo segment, the uh, Black Ariel segment, and then Weekend Update was divided in half. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. No, we, yeah, we, okay, so we've got four. We've got four, which is right. about the upper limit of what we want to divide Weekend Update into, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, next, we, we're getting towards the end of the show already. It's, we're, wow. we're zooming through this. Where does the time go? I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
Uh, this sketch, uh, Blood Oath, and apparently, according to Reddit, it says that this was cut uh, from the Miles Teller episode last week. So they 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 sort of re- they reworked it, they rejiggered it uh, to mm. work for uh, Brendan Gleeson. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. This, by the way, written by Mikey Day, Claire O'Kane, and Streeter Seidel. Okay. Fair uh, enough. This is an episode of Ancient Empires. We got like you know some viking game of thrones type people and they're they're doing a new treaty thing and they they decide to uh form an alliance form an alliance and they're they're not what's what's the word they're 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 marking this alliance with a blood oath you know and they do that thing where they slice their hand open right exactly and uh yeah these two tribesmen the, the leads of the two tribes one played by Brendan Gleeson the other played by Mikey Day they're all done up uh, game of thrones style uh, Mikey, like, kudos to the the costume department. The costumes were freaking amazing in this sketch. They look really good. Like I thought, like Chloe looked really good as well in her costume. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah. that's a, that's I a mean, Halloween they, costume. They were all really striking. I mean, the costumes. And, yeah, I mean, I guess they must have made them for last week. If this got cut from last week and it made it as far as dress, I guess so. so I guess yeah, so. yeah. So the the two leaders of the tribes uh, form a blood oath. They cut their hands. Uh, Brendan Gleeson's character cuts his hand. Mikey just gives his hand like a little pinprick. They shake hands. And then it turns out Mikey said, oh, no, you just had to, you didn't have to cut, cut, cut your hand. Just like a little scratch. Brendan Gleeson is like, oh, I cut my hand way deeper than I was supposed to because we don't, we don't do blood oaths in my tribe. Right. So he's, he's got the, the blood hose up his sleeve and it's just like spurting everywhere and it's squirting everyone in the face and everyone's like ah and you know coming close to breaking right Uh, it's basically like uh dan Aykroyd as the julia child right just blood everywhere i mean it's basically just the visual gag of the blood spurting everyone and especially spurting everyone in the face and yeah um it's a cheap gag but it was funny yeah like once i saw what it was i was like all right i'll just lean into the silliness of it yeah, uh, there are a couple times where like Brendan like literally just shoots Mikey right in the face, which is like, like aiming for people. Yeah, like and a super soaker. Yeah, uh, Mikey got the worst of it. Uh, Keenan got a decent amount on the side of his face. Chloe got, I think, just a little bit. She was still like very startled, and I, I, I kept expecting Chloe to get like another big shot of the the blood squirted at her Uh, she she seemed to avoid the worst of it though yeah but there are a couple times where she got it right in the face and she was like oh shit (laughs) like i mean she didn't say that but she she could tell she wasn't ready for it right right and i mean a sketch like this it's it's all dependent upon you know the the visual of it and the squirting of it and it's you can never precisely plan how it's gonna go i i thought it was good i i enjoyed it yeah. Like I said, it's a cheap gag, but it was it was funny. It was it was cute. But it was amusing. Costumes were amazing. Yeah, I like this. Same. I'm uh, I'm same with you. Like I thought yeah. it was like, oh, this is pretty. Yeah. So far, the show's uh, chugging right along. We're, we're already better than last week. Yep. Yep. Um, let's see. I did give the writing credits for that one. So uh, move on to the last sketch of the night. Ten to one. Ten to one. And, you know, because it's ten to one, it's time to get out the weird stuff. And when I oh. think weird. I think Sarah Sherman. Oh, this is all the weird. This is uh, called Eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Sarah Sherman, Dan Bula, uh, and the Please Don't Destroy Boys. 
PDD. Yep. Uh, yeah, so it takes place in an office. It's uh, four people. It's Michael Longfellow, uh, mm-hmm. Bowen, Sarah, Brendan, and Ego. And they're working in a, seems like an advertising agency. And they're trying to come up with a new slogan for the city of Denver. Yep. They're tossing around ideas. And then we noticed, though, while this is happening, uh, Sarah suspiciously has her head down the whole time. She has time. her head down even when she has lines. She doesn't, like, raise her head. She's sort of covering her, her brow with her hand. So you're like, okay, something's up. Mm. It's Sarah Sherman. She seems to have the main part in this. It's going to be something weird happening with her face. And when she comes up, she's like, I got new eyes and nobody commented on them. And we see Sarah with giant googly eyes. Mm-hmm. Like... Kind of terrifying, actually, on her face. Because it's it's not just like she's stuck them on top of her eyes. No, like the, the SNL makeup department has done a thing. Like they've shaped fake skin around. So it's like it looks like googly eyes have been implanted in her. And and she's like, oh, I they told me I could hang on to my old eyes and this could be reversible. And then she's like, oh, no, but I forgot to keep them on ice and they've been in my pockets all day for 72 hours. Yeah. Like balls out of her pockets. Yeah. And she's like, can you guys smell my eyeballs? Are they still good? Are they still good? And uh, yeah, it's just, wow. What a weird sketch. It's funky. uh, You know, kind of like the last sketch. It's based mostly on the weird visual of Sarah with googly eyes, which worked. I, I kind of wish, because they're on a real person, they're not moving around as much as you might expect. Yeah. yeah I mean, they move around a little bit. I think even Sarah kind of moves her head around yeah. a little bit to, to get them going. Yeah, because uh, I mean, for googly eyes to really work, you need to kind of, I guess, rotate in a circular motion so that the, the eyes go around. But because they're on a real person, they're just kind of pooling down at the bottom. Yeah. So you so, got you, you kind of have to like do a little uh, Dennis Miller head head. Uh, swivel cha cha yeah, yeah hey, get get the googly eyes moving that cha cha eh? i'm like a marty feldman on a bender <laughs> yeah i'm like uh the uh the greek philosopher uh, euphrates there with uh, i don't know <laughs> God, that was horrible yeah i just went with an eyeball reference i kept it simple i um, that's why you're the king yeah <laughs> That's why I'm yay! I'm the impression king. Yay! <laughs> uh, but yeah, like um, I mean, I, I like this sketch uh, just because it was just so weird. Like I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the last half of it, I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, okay, so can she see it all? Is she is there? Is she reading cue cards in some fashion, or did she have to memorize all her stuff for the? Because I know nobody memorizes a full sketch on SNL. No, it could get cut at any minute. Yeah, I. And- they could rewrite it between dress and air and yeah, it's just a fool's errand to do. So she must've had some sort of pinpricks in there that she could see out. Of. Cause like towards the end, she gets up and she walks at the door and I'm like, okay, she's walking way too smoothly. Yeah. Her. She has to see in some fashion. Yeah. Which is weird too, because they did establish that her character, when she put them in that act, the googly eyes actually made her vision worst. Yeah. <laughs> she can't see as well. Yeah. It's, and uh, but yeah, but I, as far but as far as the actual googly eyes that they put in her face, I think if you go to like the SNL uh, Instagram, they show the prosthetic mask they put on her face. They do, uh-huh. and there is like a small hole in yeah. there, so I believe she can see. Because I was like, she'd be bumping into way more stuff. I mean, yeah. she wasn't even like you know, she grabs the doorknob and she opens the door, and like 
if she really couldn't see, she'd be feeling around for that. Yeah. Like where to go. Yeah. I mean, they make a point to say that her vision isn't that good. Like when she's like, well, I'm as, cause like when everybody's, she, she takes like everybody being weirded out by her new eyes as an insult. And it's like, well, that's it. I, I quit. I'm out of here. I'll right. take my portfolio. And she just grabs some crumb, some uh, crumb cake. And they said, I'll right. take my jacket. And she like pulls down the curtains from a window and just, yeah. So like she can see, it would have been funny if she like really stumbled a little bit and, but again, I guess she doesn't yeah, want to. I, I don't want her to get uh, get injured. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't want her to get like hideous bruises on her on her hips or something because she's bumping into tables and water coolers and yeah. stuff. Hey, hey! If, if you if you want a good uh, sketch, you got to break some eggs, right? I guess. Sure. You know, are you willing <laughs> to get bruised up for your art or not? Uh, I'm fifty, so no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not willing to do the work. Yeah. No. Really no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. Whatever I can do just lying down. That's that's my energy level now. I mean, well, there's there's a dirty joke that I'm about to say, but I won't say it cuz I'm a gentleman. Okay. Mhm. All right. Okay. And uh, and that was the show. That that was the last sketch of the night. Yeah, uh ended on a strong note, I think. I I I think I probably liked the sketch a little bit more than you did, but yeah, I mean, just the visual of Sarah Sherman with googly eyes giving out uh, ideas for taglines for Denver, like Denver, City of Angels. I and I like that they stumble on a good tagline at the end. I thought that was that was a decent tag for the sketch. Right, absolutely. So uh, I thought I thought it was cute. I yeah, you know, and it was cute and it was weird, which is what you want in the in ten to one land. So uh, I thought it was fine. I thought pretty solid show overall i at least sort of liked everything they did yeah I, I think is a really good batting average for an snl app yeah i would say it's, there weren't too many sketches that i outright hated or yeah really disliked um i mean and it had i mean the uh the uh, advice given to the new uh cast members to pre-tape i thought that was a solid one yeah that um, was far away the best sketch yeah of the night. But I mean, everything I liked at least a little. I didn't yeah. think there was anything that really stunk up the joint. Yeah, like the headshots sketch I liked, uh, googly eye sketch I liked. I think, and uh, and the host Brendan Gleeson I thought was pretty uh, solid pick. I, 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 he's he's charming. I I wouldn't mind seeing him come back and being like a Christopher Walken type host. You know, he's just one of those hosts that's just out of left field. But I thought he did a really nice job. Yeah, like I hope SNL does this too in the future, where they choose like really out of left field. Yeah, uh, cast you know, or people or to, to host a show. Some I mean, not like you know Elon Musk out of left field, but like people yeah. who have acted before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, just like like uh, character actors, people you wouldn't think of, people who aren't trending or have something you know, or, or like have a huge yeah. presence or or a huge household name or a huge product project or 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 is an actor or is famous or. Is just grab a random person off the street. Yeah. That's what I, that's what we're saying. Yeah, or maybe a podcaster. Have a podcaster host a show. Like maybe Have somebody two podcasters host a show. Yeah, maybe two podcasters who are talking right now. How about that? Yeah, two two podcasters who are talking. Maybe one at a time, and then the other one talks for a bit. Um, if one of the podcasters could host the show while he's just like lying down, like totally in a prone position throughout the evening. That would be nice. Yes, yeah, so let's have that other uh, host like 
host a show lying down, like on a stretcher, like a Hannibal Lecter style. You could just yes. like wheel him from sketch to sketch. Oh, that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. And just, you know, maybe maybe the other one does an uh, a surprisingly good Irish accent. Oh, hey, how are you, that boy? Oh, ho, ho. hey, sweet wow, Rosie that's O'Grady. Samuel from the beginning of this episode. Wait, what? That Irish accent went way downhill from the beginning of this episode, my yeah, friend. Yes, it, I could only do it for like certain amounts, like, like okay. 10 minutes at a time. All right. Well, you know, the, most sketches are only about five minutes, so I think you're good. Nice. If you just, you know, yeah, retain I'll... your energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, that's the episode, guys. Uh, not a bad show overall. Definitely a step up from... Uh, such uh, relief after last week because last week was was pretty disappointing so this one yeah. this this feels like what the premiere should have been you know absolutely here here yeah i mean last week i was like oh geez i don't know is the whole season gonna be this uh this was fun i i really like this so. yeah i mean it's like i i had a feeling this would be better just because like i said uh last yeah. week the first episode of the season's always a little wonky they're getting their sea legs back yeah. but like once they find their footing it usually it, it gets better it gets still like got her groove back yeah there you yeah. go it's hey now they went to the caribbean they picked up tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. uh they had they had sex i presume i've never seen that movie um, <laughs> no you, you got it that's pretty much it yeah apparently though the the real life story that that movie or the the book is based on is like the guy turned out to be gay and he was just romancing her so he could get into the country. Oh my. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's a, yeah. Like Google, Google that Google the real story behind how Stella got her group back. And yeah. it's, it is, it is a roller coaster ride. Not as romantic as you'd, uh, as you'd think it would be. Well, it's, you know, it's all in where you end the story. If you end yes. the story at the right time, very romantic. <laughs> if you continue past that point, not so much. <laughs> Every story has a happy ending if you know where to end it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sandman, that's a thing that's another thing I gotta watch on uh on Netflix. Oh yeah, people are telling me, should I watch that? I don't know anything about Neil Gaiman or any of it. Um Sandman is an amazing, amazing comic. Uh you should you should definitely read the comic. I under I haven't watched the show yet either, because it'll let the Netflix lapse, but I understand that the uh the the TV adaptation is a very good and pretty faithful adaptation. Uh, Neil Gaiman was very heavily involved with it, and he's he gives it the thumbs up, and he's he's very happy with it. And uh, some people on Twitter were losing their minds because some of the characters' races changed from the comic. Oh no! I know, I know. It's uh, oh, first they came for my mermaids, and I said nothing. Yeah, <laughs> they came for my Sandman characters. Yeah. Uh, uh so yeah all right well i'll give it a i'll give it a look see i'll see what's yeah, up give, with that. give it a go see i mean it okay i know i i know the material that they're adapting it from and it gets very dark i will give you fair warning it gets very very dark oh um so okay, okay. go into it knowing that <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask my parents permission before i watch it see yeah that. yeah that might be good i mean just 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 be prepped gird your loins okay. um all right fair enough yeah it's it goes some places <laughs> okay oh boy okay fair yeah. enough fair enough 
And uh, that's our episode, guys. Actually, you know what? Before we uh, close out, let's let's go on to Twitter, see what the people tweeted at us about this. Well, yeah, I mean, we we had several people who left some comments that we asked for. I feel like, yeah, it would be nice of us to actually read them. Of uh, course. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Um, we got our friend uh, Boardman Gets Paid uh, at Lee Hot the Lion. Yes. The Hot he lion i'm so confused by this i know he told us how to do it properly but i don't remember um anyway boardman gets paid says good morning from the now vacant eye holes on sarah sherman yikes so i had no idea who the host was but by golly was he charming great episodes loving the cast energy five stars to the show and you guys and thank you peace sign thank you sir so, so and Thank you, Boardman. That was very nice. And uh, we got another uh, tweet from uh, BurtonS92. Before we say that, I'm just going to say, if if you want to give us five stars, please go to the podcaster of your choice and give us a five-star review, because that does help us out. Yeah, please. Five-star reviews all the way. Let's, let's, uh... Five-star reviews. And if we do that, we'll read that on the podcast. Yeah, I'll even read it in a better uh, Irish accent. He will have time to recharge Oi. his Irish accent. That's right. Oi, oi, boy, oh, ho, ho. So. Oh. Yeah, it'll be much better than what you're hearing now. Yeah, I, it will. Well, I can't promise that. Okay. Well, it'll. Uh, the odds are. Yes. Be, anyway, anyway, you're you're about to read uh, from uh, Burton S. Ninety two. Yes, Burton S. Said uh, Brendan Gleeson's a great actor, but my takeaway from the Eps are thankfully more about the newer cast. Marcello's delivery in his update piece was strong. I love the goofiness and escalating grandeur in Sarah's 10 to 1, and the pre-tape with our newcomers was the high point. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. Uh, our friend Mikey with two E's, he has some opinions. Uh, he says, a decent cold open followed by a slow-paced monologue left me thinking this episode wasn't going anywhere. Opposite to last week, though, I thought it actually got better as the night went on. Agreed. Uh, strong weekend update, especially Marcelo, and a decent please don't destroy pre-tape. Uh, then he continues, enjoyed Dismuke's sketch, which had strong Will Ferrell vibes. I can kind of see that. Mm -hmm. And the new cast sketch, uh, Molly reminded me of Melissa McCarthy. I can see that. Mm -hmm. uh, the 10 to 1 was flat out bananas from Sarah. Overall, a step up from last week and good to see the new cast actually getting a decent bit of screen time. Yeah, I mean, I like that. I really like that they consciously gave the new cast members a showcase so we can kind of get the feel for all those folks. Absolutely. It seems like everybody got a little uh, little time to shine. I'm hoping to see maybe... I, I kind of want to see more of Devin Walker to see what he brings, but he's been in yeah. a few sketches here and there, but I, I still don't have a good grasp of like who he is and what he brings to the table. I'd like to know more I, about I him. I wonder if he's going to get an update piece on next week. It'll, I wonder. Because, I mean, he's also stand-up, so he probably has some bit from his act. He's like, I can I can put this on national TV and then retire it from my act. And nice. That's right. <laughs> and establish me on the show. Yeah, I could see that happening next week. It could definitely yeah. happen. We'll see that. That'll be our unofficial prediction for mm -hmm. for next week. That's right. So we'll see. And, you know, will, will we look good or will we look foolish? I don't know. I think we'll look foolish either way. That's just our brand. We probably will. We probably will. We'll, we'll do some dumb stuff. Yes. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And uh, that's the episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening, as always. And uh, next week. Uh, we got a uh, Megan the Stallion host and musical guest. Yep, double duty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you said duty, so <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm a child. So, so yeah, uh, yeah we'll see where that goes. And then, uh, then it's a skip week. And then uh, we, we have the dates for most of the shows because uh, like Sean White on his Twitter uh, posted a picture and behind him was the board. I think he might have deleted it too. Oh, uh, did he really? Well, I too late. I already downloaded it and used it to, to plot out our plan. <laughs> Um, after November, it's SNL's off for like ten weeks. It's it's Ooh. crazy time. Oh boy! Right, we, yeah, it's going to be like we're going to have like a little mini summer vacation there. Oh uh, well, we got looks like we got some movies to plan to watch. <laughs> We've got to plan a lot of movies. Yee-hee. If you have movies you want to see us cover, uh, please uh, hit us up on the social media. You can find the show page at SNL Nerds Show on Twitter. And you can follow our individual pages. I, for instance, am at Trumbull Comic. That's uh, T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L and the word comic on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N Credible. Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's at both places. Oh, yes. You know, he's, he's Mr. Big Time. Neither one of us is on TikTok because, you know, we were, again, we were born in the 70s. Yeah, I feel like if TikTok is, is not for me, it's like me going to uh, inside a hot topic or something like exactly. that. I feel like if I joined TikTok, I would be put on a list somewhere. Yeah. And rightfully so. <laughs> yes, ex- absolutely. My, my phones would be tapped. <laughs> uh, I'm sure like Chris uh, Hansen would walk in and be like, yeah. hey, uh, what's uh, what's going on here, fella? What's what's going on? I'm like, I wasn't even meeting anybody. What the hell? I just signed up for a TikTok account. Okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, okay. step this way, sir, please. Yeah. All right. Okay, so anyway, that's it for this week. Next week, uh, we'll be back with Megan the Stallion. Well, she won't actually be here with us in the podcast studio. Maybe she will. Who knows? Maybe she's, she's going to be hard up for things to do on Sunday after hosting a musical guesting on SNL. And she'll be like, I want to be on a podcast about the show I did last night. Oh, that wouldn't that that would be a get that that could totally happen. Yeah, she's going to reach out to us. Uh, Megan, yeah, feel free. uh, Hit us up on the socials. We just gave them to you. Holla at us, shorty. (laughs) Open invitation to Megan the Stallion or, hey, anyone who's on or involved with SNL in some fashion. Yeah, we want to interview more people. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be fun. fun. Anyway. Yeah, we're going to do that, and then uh, we'll, we'll do that next week. But until then, nerds out. Nerds out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.